I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, sisters, and I'm going to be sharing the the behind-the-scenes looks of what Brene Brown calls the messy middle of a process that I am going to refer to as integration. I think we all have integrations in our lives from time to time, probably a lot more often than we think, because we're constantly shifting and evolving um, in relation to the life experiences that we have. And it's usually the biggest life experiences that take the longest for us to integrate because they deeply shift um, how how we believe, what we think, how we perceive the world, how we perceive ourselves. And integration is a process that can take some time. So anytime we go through a big life shift, um, such as losing someone or going through a breakup or going through a really big life change, like becoming a parent or losing a parent, um, you know, I'm just looking back on my life experiences on the biggest integrations I've had, and they've definitely been through loss, um, losing somebody to death or losing a friendship for a variety of reasons, um, becoming a mom. This is the newest one that I'm integrating. (laughs) Um, Having a split, like a religious or spiritual split. That was a really big integration for me uh, when I went on my spiritual journey starting in 2006 to explore what else was out there. That was a lot to integrate. And as you know, a couple of weeks ago, I shared that I was being called back to institutional religion, and there's going to be a whole lot, <laughs> whole lot to integrate there. Um, you know, I haven't talked about this yet, and I haven't written about it, but I have gone back to church once so far. I'm planning on going again this weekend, and I tried out a Unity Church for my first time, and I I walked into the bookstore the first thing because I kind of just wanted to see, you know, like, what does this church read? Like, what are they into? And as soon as I walked in, I saw all of Brene Brown's books and Elizabeth Gilbert's book, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my people are here. (laughs) So I had a really positive experience. Um, There was still resistance. There was still a lot of fear of being back in a church. Um, just because I had been hurt so much in the past. And it's interesting because, you know, I actually recorded this episode yesterday and I was like, you know, something's missing. Something's not quite right. And one of the things that I have learned through integration processes is not to rush things and only do things when they feel good. So I've really been letting that guide me um, through the past six and a half months and trying so hard not to put a lot of pressure on myself to take action just for the sake of taking action. And I think oftentimes we, we can fall into that or when we don't really know the answers or we don't really know kind of how we feel about ourselves. I think oftentimes that creates a lot of discomfort for us. And so we tend to make hasty decisions just for the sake of creating momentum or movement in our lives um, because that moves us out of the discomfort. So I'm noticing that, you know, I'm kind of having to, to practice some things of just sitting with this discomfort as the dust settles for me. Um, becoming a mom has been a really, really big thing and it's brought up a lot of stuff. Um, it's brought up a lot of 
my upbringing, which, you know, for the grand majority of it was so, so positive. But there are some other things that I'm looking at now, like, especially in regards to religion of like, you know, what I was taught about being a woman and being a wife and being a mother. And, you know, there was definitely some rebellion against those being the things that I should strive for. Uh, Like so much so my mom never thought I was going to get married. She never thought I was going to have kids. And, you know, in a very, um, I think, blessed way, my life has invited me to those things. And I'm so glad for that because it's given me the opportunity to really explore what these things mean on my own terms. And they've offered me some of the deepest and richest healing and love I've ever experienced. So I'm really, I'm really looking at, you know, how my beliefs are starting to change now that I am a mom. Um, I think any time before we set foot or experience something for ourselves, we can have a lot of preconceived notions or rules or I'm never going to use. And then when we find ourselves in these situations, things really dramatically shift. And we have to give ourselves permission to change directions and to change our mind about things as we're experiencing them. And that's exactly what I am noticing over here. (laughs) There's so many things that I said I was never going to do that I find myself doing. Um, Most of them are like behavioral things. Like I was like, I'm never going to let my child sleep in my bed. And now I wake up every single morning to his smiling face. And it's honestly one of the best parts of my day. And I said, you know, I'm not going to go back to work part-time and I go back full-time. Well, I'm still part-time and that's still what feels good for me. So I'm just having to like allow myself to shift, um, you know, as I see fit with what's feeling the best for me. And that means not really having all the answers and not really having a plan, but just more going with the flow and, you know, enjoying it, enjoying it. I feel like there's a, there's a lot of guilt on my end of like being where I am um, because, you know, I, I can choose, I can choose to, to not go back to work full time if, if I don't want to, and I can choose to stay home with my son. And there's like guilt about that because it's like, well, maybe I'm not making as much money as I need to be, or maybe I'm not um, doing enough work in the world. Like there's, it's just interesting to see how, how I'm being pulled in a lot of different areas. And it's, it's interesting too, because it's creating guilt that's interfering with my joy. And it's like, why not just allow yourself to really enjoy this time? And I think a lot of, you know, new moms especially can, can relate to, to it being difficult to just simply enjoy this very short period of time. I think that there's this other voice in our heads of what else we're supposed to be doing. And so it's hard to balance all that and integrating this new role of mother is really asking me to create space for what she desires and what she wants and getting to know her. And, you know, before I gave birth, I remember that being a really big question of like, I'm just, I'm curious to see who this mother is going to be. And, you know, the past few weeks, especially because of the holidays, I think too, I'm starting to notice this, this mom in me coming out like way 
more powerfully than before. And she's kind of got like a 1950s vibe to her. Like she's, she's kind of traditional. And it's really surprising me because I don't really feel like I'm a super traditional person. But there's been much more desire to like bake cookies and decorate my house and like really like dive into like a lot of just, I think, traditional gender roles. And so I'm just kind of watching her and she's having a lot of fun. Like so much fun, uh, just spending time with, you know, Brax and taking care of the house and all these things. And so I'm just, I'm getting to know her and, and what she likes to do and giving her space to kind of do what feels good for her. And I know that I'm also making space for me, the, the rest of me to continue to do the things that, that also feel good, which is, you know, putting out this podcast and writing my book and seeing my clients and helping them really create rich and fulfilling lives. So, man, it's just, it's, it's an adventure. It's definitely an adventure. But there's a lot of things that are integrating right now. And I think anytime, I think if you can... If you're getting ready to go through um, like a, a big job change, or if you're going to start a business, like you're going to have to integrate a lot of the things that you believe or have been taught to believe. It's going to bring up all your stuff. <laughs> and we have to be grateful for that because anytime our, all of our stuff comes up, it's an opportunity for us to really look at it with fresh eyes, to ask ourselves if this is really what feels in, in our integrity. And if we're in agreement with these things, because these are the things that are going to guide us. These are the things that create the shoulds and the supposed tos. And those are huge, 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 huge things because those are the rules that guide our lives. So for me, this integration process of motherhood and spirituality, which it's interesting that these things are happening at the same time because there's so many messages. I mean, just think about how many messages you've received about what it means to be a woman. Um, because I can promise you to some extent, whether you were raised in a religious background or not, our country has a lot of patriarchal um, religious influence. So even if you weren't getting it from your nuclear family, I'm sure you have gotten it from our culture at large. So just think about what it has meant to be a woman, like the things that you were taught. And then also think about what you were taught about what it is to be a mom. Uh, what is it to be a good mother? And I'm sure a lot of the things that come up are going to be uh, what you've noticed from your own mom, things that you liked, things that you didn't like. And these are some really big things. And I've started to notice, you know, uh, just from for me personally, there's a lot of uh, intersection between motherhood and marriage and spirituality and sexuality and creativity. Um, this image came to mind a few weeks ago after I shared, I um, can't remember which episode it was now, about this calling to go back to institutional religion. And this idea came to me as like this Venn diagram. I was getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> all the best ideas come like right before you're getting ready to go to sleep. But there are all these circles overlapping each other. And there were motherhood intersecting with creativity, spirituality, and marriage. And then sexuality was intersecting with marriage, spirituality, and creativity. And spirituality is in the middle that joins all of these things. But I was starting to think about, like, 
just how much all of these things are intersected and influence each other. And even if you're not a mother, I think as women, we all are made to birth things. So whether that's people or whether that's dreams or projects or impact, we're all here to birth something. And so the, the mother piece of us, the birthing part of us is totally related to our creativity. Um, you know, our creativity really inspires the things that we give birth to and our spirituality informs our creativity. And so there's a lot of, you know, feedback going on here. And so I've been thinking about um, this intersection between sexuality and spirituality lately. And, you know, the more I've been uh, sitting with it, it's kind of like, you know, sexuality is not just about sex. It's about a lot of other things, about feeling comfortable in our skin, about how we express ourselves, um, feeling free to express ourselves. And so as I'm looking at this intersection between spirituality and sexuality, which is why I feel I'm being called back to institutional religion, which feels really, really big <laughs> for me to dive into, but I'm just, I'm going there and I'm seeing what, what's, what's there for me. But I'm noticing, like, if I grew up with these messages of, you know, don't inspire lust from men, don't attract too much attention to yourself, don't be too loud, be obedient, if these are the messages that I received, how does that impact me being brave enough to step into the arena, of me being brave enough to use my voice, of me being brave enough to be opinionated, to me being brave enough to make a difference in the world. And I think like there's a definitely, there's a definite link um, between these two things for me. And I think the more that I unravel them and integrate the, the beliefs that I want to have, this is going to shift my courage a lot. And I'm really, really excited for that. So that's kind of, there's, there's just a lot of things happening <laughs> for me right now. Um, and just really sitting with it and giving, giving myself enough space to really feel into this stuff, not rushing it. Because integration, I'm telling you, it's a process. I mean, I remember, um, you know, when I lost my best friend when I was 23, that was, you know, probably took about three years to really integrate her, her death. And then it took three more years after that to really integrate all the spiritual shifts that happened because of that. So that was like a six-year-long process. And I think anytime we go through something big like this, like we just expect for ourselves to be over it. Um, like whether you're going through a breakup or a divorce, like these things take time to integrate the lessons that you learn from them. Um, when you start a business or when you leave a job, like that's going to take a while to integrate the lessons that you have learned and um, the person that you want to be moving forward. It's going to bring up all your self-doubt. It's going to bring up your insecurities. It's like the most, it's like the best personal development tool there is <laughs> starting a business. Um, because it does bring up all of your fears and your blocks and all of that stuff. Um, so for me, I'm really just sinking into all of this and I'm getting curious about this kind of 1950s Megan that is starting to rise up. And she has, um, I think she's, I think she's going to be pretty cool. I'm just interested to see if any of her desires are going to conflict with, with like my desires. And that's going to be, um, that's going to be interesting because I can already tell there's a little bit of push and pull. And um, there's some days where I really just want to stay home with my son and let that be what I do. 
And then there's the other part of me that says, no, no, you know, don't, don't do that only. Like there's still some things that you want to be contributing to. And so I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I'm really giving you guys the behind the scenes of my brain right now, but that's, that's really kind of how it is of, of kind of being pulled in both of these directions and letting it be okay. And really just finding the flow and balance between that. And I think that that's going to be a dance that oh, I'm, I'm dancing for a very long time. So I'm just about to write a blog post about all the things I've learned in the first six months of motherhood. And a lot of it is, you know, giving myself enough space to just let the dust settle, to change directions, to shift, to change my beliefs as I'm experiencing life on a totally different way now. Um, giving myself patience and presence. I think patience and presence go hand in hand. And also loving myself enough not to know all the answers. This has been a huge life lesson for me, like my whole life. I've needed to embrace this because <laughs> I'm a really big planner. And I think for me, plans have been that tool that have like decreased my anxiety because at least if I know the plan, it makes me feel like I have a sense of control, which is really just a fallacy. Like we never really have control of our lives. We don't have, um, we can have all the plans in the world. That doesn't mean that things are going to go according to plan. So for me, not knowing all the answers right now of how this, you know, shift is going to end up in the next six months even, it's giving me a lot of room to not put all this pressure on myself and to not rush this and not force this and really just, be in the moment and sink into the lessons as they are being provided. So integration is, it's a big, big process for us, but I think it's a really beautiful one and it really kind of cracks us open and asks us to come home to ourselves even more. So I would love to hear from you guys if you're going through a big integration right now. Um, there's a lot of emotions that come up with integration. There's usually some grief. Um, there can be loneliness. There can be sadness. There can be uh, love, like beautiful, beautiful love and connection that comes out of this. And definitely some empowerment as we really start to claim shifts or beliefs for ourselves that open us up in new ways. It can be a really amazing, amazing experience, but it usually does take some time. This is very um, multi-dimensional, multi-layered stuff. So I would love to hear if you're integrating anything in the comments. And I will see you guys in a couple of days for Motivational Monday and Share a New Mantra. Until then, I hope you have a beautiful weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.